My jungle will lure you in with paths that are deceptively apparent and secrets that will never be uncovered. Silver starlight may show you the way. Shape-shifting shadows will lead you astray. So open your eyes. I will show you a world etched deep in my mind. Only the greatest explorers of the unknown, those who are willing to lose themselves can unravel the enigma. For the essence of the jungle lies not in being found, but in getting lost. Welcome to Thorn's Jungle. Did you hear that? Yeah, like this meeting is being recorded. Like, <laughs> I blew my eardrums out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. I would like to say, like, oh man, how would he been up to? But we talk like every day, so. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's, we, we became best friends on the show, man. It was, I know. I know. It's yeah. like, you know, thank History Channel for letting us do a cool show. But it's like, no, nah, man. We made like. A best mate so thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much in january uh caveman rob and myself hosted a group trip to africa and we basically just wanted to take people to uh to africa and the place where we stayed where we filmed kings of pain and um pretty much you know, have people with us to do a cool animal trip. We weren't the tour guides. We weren't like, you know, babysitting everyone. It was just Rob and I enjoying a cool trip to Africa, doing cool wildlife stuff with 10 other people. And man, it went so good. It was so, it was so much more fun, like bringing extra people with us. Um, as you can imagine, probably, you know, Adam and I's favorite thing to do is just, go on nature trips like like that's it like if we're saving money it's like okay for a nature trip like that's what it always is so uh there's something about bringing people with us that i thought was pretty cool yeah and we you know what i mean like it, well, maybe you've seen a certain type of animal 10 times probably not in africa but like you see it with somebody new it's it's like seeing it for the first time all over again yeah exactly i mean you had that when um i was in la and you were showing me some cool stuff i remember you saying like man this is awesome because it's like you know, like reinvigorated me, like to enjoy these animals, like, you know, because you've obviously seen a lot of these animals a bunch of times before around LA, but when you see someone else like get excited, you get excited. And that's what it was like in Africa. And we had such a mixed bag of people as well. Like we had uh, everywhere from like very experienced animal people to people that had never even left their own country. So it was really cool having that like sort of melting pot of, of different people. Was. So what, we had, what, 10 people with us for 10 days. Um, I don't know, for anyone who's not following us on Instagram, we went to South Africa, and we went to the part of South Africa. I don't know, like, what people picture when we think of South Africa. I would probably picture, like, Savannah, you know what I mean? But it's super varied. Like, down by Cape Town and stuff, it's, it's like a Mediterranean climate. So, you know, it could look like Rome or L.A. or Perth, where, where you live, Adam um there's desert up in the corner but most of it's pretty dry but the little edge where we are on the on the east coast and we're all the way up the, dang near to mozambique we're we're what 
two hour, three hour drive from Mozambique at the most. Yeah. I don't know. Bad roads. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, 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 it's not quite jungle, but it, it's forested and it's thick and it's, it's a really, really cool part of South Africa. Yeah, I think people were season one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, when I first went there, I was like surprised at how lush it was. You know, you do expect, you know, this open plain savanna, open grassland, um, which which they do have, you know, some of that as well. But it, I was just blown away at how many, you know, how forested it was. And I think some of the people with us were like, wow, it feels like. It, it, I mean, it feels like Africa, but it's way more tropical than, than I guess they would have thought it would be. But, um, and when we went, it was bloody hot, it was super dead. <laughs> oh, bless you, COVID 19. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I was sneezing just before as well because, like, how dusty this is. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna be sneezing through this whole Zoom. <laughs> My thing's like 10,000 years old, it's gonna be dusty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, so, what do you have here behind you? So that's an orangutan. That mm -hmm. I I still don't know. I'm still trying to figure out. I've I've got suspicions, but because there's certain things that just don't look right on it. Like the teeth don't look like primate teeth. I reckon it's a I reckon it's a mixed thing. People have put that together using bones from different animals. <laughs> there's primate in there, but I reckon they just they they've built the whole back area. It, it's weird. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, that's yeah. funny yeah so day one a lot of people got to durban airport that's where we met everyone a lot of people got there a day earlier because we sort of wanted to get out of there and on the road by like 11 o'clock or midday so we all met at that what was that what is a falcon that 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 bistro place it was a spur. Yeah, it had like a, it's like Spur Falcon Bistro Cafe Diner. That's the longest <laughs> yeah, name ever. Slash pub. That was like sort of our meeting spot. Yeah. Yeah, and because I, mean, <laughs> I remember, I remember you and I, like that's where we sort of hung out on Kings of Pain before when all the crew were getting together. <laughs> and I remember going back there to meet everyone um, for the for the group. Did you get trip. Like, flashbacks? From yeah, Kings man, of Pain? big time. Pretty much flashbacks of like the showrunner yelling at us about something but <laughs> something about the yeah, he was angry at us. I can't remember what <laughs> he was annoyed that we we're getting so much per diem but it was cool because like <laughs> yeah oh man yeah because when I because you came a bit later you met it was only like another an hour or so but I got there because I, I brought my dad with me because I figured, well, we're going to Africa. He was interested. I was like, man, I'd love to do that. I'd love to bring my dad with me. So he came along uh, for the trip. I remember meeting, I think it was, there was two people already there and they had never met each other. They didn't know each other. And it was cool walking in and going, uh, and they were like, uh, oh, sweet. All right, awesome. The, uh, the trip has started. It was, it was cool. And then just seeing everyone gradually trickling in, we're like, Man, this is this is cool. Everyone is here. <laughs> That's what cool. we want. Some people, some people knew each other. Some people are meeting for the first time. Um, some, you know, my wife and I and my buddy David, we got delayed for 25 hours in London. So just 
once everyone was together, like that, that excited feeling came up. And uh, so we had like a how, what, 12 person van or more, 15 yeah. person we had yeah. a big van. And uh, V, a uh, really nice Indian guy from South Africa was our driver, super cool guy. But it was just like, you kind of don't, don't realize it at that point, but you're about to be like almost like a family for, for 10 days. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you're going to be in close quarters with everyone for like 10 days. Um, but in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we were just so lucky. We got such a cool group of people. There was like no one that was whether we had any issues with. And I mean, that's that's always good because if you're spending 10, 10 days together, you know, 12, 13 hours a day, you want to be able to get along with them. And Oh, yeah, I'm just bloody glad we got such a cool group. Yeah, but, but you and I, you and I didn't really get a chance to full hang out because, like, we were, we were, you know, doing dealing with the, the whole group of people, and you got to obviously hang out with them as well. So you and I didn't really get a chance to like just hang out by ourselves, like, which is, you know, we we've, we've done that plenty of times before, but. It was still bloody cool just to just to see you and hang out and be in the same place where we filmed Kings of Pain. Yeah, where we almost died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for the people that don't know, you know, we've been friends with Anton, who owns this lodge that we're about to go to for a long time. I've known him for over a decade, and that's why we filmed Kings of Pain there. Um, if you saw Kings of Pain, we almost died on the river with a hippo attack. Uh, but we have a really good relationship with this guy. He's got a he's got a uh, a property that's very secure, like it has electric fence. He's like former police, so we wanted to go stay with him just because we knew we'd all be taken care of. And we're going back in August. I mean, we'll have a slightly different itinerary in August. We still have spots available as of late March when we're filming this. Um, but I, I think we kind of want to tell everyone about what happened last time and like what the experience was like and just kind of just you and me kind of catch up about it. But I also want maybe towards the end, talk about what's going to be different on this next trip. Cause I think we got a couple of changes that might be pretty freaking cool. Oh man. Yeah. Looking at the new itinerary, which we'll get into later, but this itinerary was sick. And yeah, I mean, if, if, if people listen to this or watch this and want to come on the next one, then just, you know, reach out to either Rob or myself um, because, yeah, we do have spots available. And, yeah, I'm sure after listening to this, you want to come because it was such a cool trip. I mean, I've got the itinerary in front of us now from the uh, past trip. So we travelled from the airport and it's like a few hours drive to um, to Anton's Lodge, which is cool, by the way. I mean, there's giraffe, there's um, Nyala walking around, there's warthogs, vervet monkeys, leopard um, and also mm. a uh, bloody aardvark, which man, next trip we got to see it. We got to we got to find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and so yeah, we left the airport. I was trying to think what we did first on that first day. I think well, we did that afternoon walk around the property. Oh no, we stopped. We stopped and got biltong. Oh, we got yeah. to Anton's place. We picked up the biltong. essentials. For anyone who's never had biltong, it's like beef jerky, but a million times better. Yeah. 
it's just like you can get the hard i think you like the the drier beef i like the super dry stuff yeah it's so good and you can get beef or you can get like exotic african like antelope and stuff it's pretty freaking cool yeah i got like a garbage bag full of it (laughs) it is good but it has like a cumin or turmeric or something in it and like it starts coming out your pores about halfway through the trip yeah you start stinking (laughs) of it <laughs> that, that that bus by like mid trip started reeking of it, and then but then it started like tapering off towards the end of the trip because everyone had sort of run out of built on, <laughs> so they will stop stinking of it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we get to the lodge, and just I mean the 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 accommodations bloody beautiful. They're so nice. You got like pretty much your own like hut. Kind of well, it's like a big room, and you got like a balcony that overlooks like the the bush, like really good accommodation. Um, and I think that that afternoon, what's that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I was just gonna tell people like picture like a forest. It's not very tall, but it's closed canopy. Like you walk inside, it goes dark. When you go in here, like you're like out in the African sun, and all of a sudden, like it's dark in there yeah it's like thickets thickets yeah it's what maybe 12 it's like 12 15 20 feet tall so just a few meters tall but it's completely enclosed and there's these little lights along the trail to kind of guide you and like there's just little huts and and everyone will have like their own bathroom and their own room like these these huts like you're cut in half so like a little duplex so someone might be on the other side of the building but you have your own wall you're good and like it's just so exciting when like you get there go, oh, that one's yours and that one's yours like, yeah. oh and it's tucked away in these little thickets like you're saying and like there could be chameleons or anything right around you like just oh. getting there is exciting and like okay put your stuff away and then then follow this trail to the bar and that's of course you know started drinking immediately <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so it's, exciting oh it's cool because it's just everything it's just nestled under that canopy everything so like yeah just walking to the bar walking to like get dinner you're on this cool little like dirt track just that's just overgrown with like 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 trees and stuff and especially at night you're walking you can hear stuff or you'll see stuff like we we saw some cool cool animals just on that walk to and to and from like there's bush babies which are like a which are a primate that that they're adorable um you can hear them running around and stuff uh, it, it's just it's just such a cool place it's a hell good place to have like home base and everything from there is like pretty pretty close i mean and when you say close you're talking within an hour or two's drive um but yeah it's just a wicked home base and it's awesome knowing anton as well because like he he's just the ultimate organizer like setting stuff up um he's like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to animals in the area as well and yeah he's he, he, you're in safe hands when you're with Anton as well. <laughs> like, like, trust like History Channel shows, Discovery, Animal Planet, Nat Geo, movies, all of them call Anton for help on, on shows. So like he's really good resource. Oh, yeah, yeah. So day one, like the first full day in Africa, we did the St. Lucia day trip and boat trip. And St. Lucia blew me away, man. Like just driving through there, just how beautiful that town is. Like, 
and, and as we're driving, there's like warthogs on the side of the on the side of the road. And it's just like it's where you would want to like holiday. Like for it, it, it reminded me almost of Bali, that that little town, because there's cool bars and restaurants on on the main strip. Um and then we went around to like a wetlands, which are the um what is it? The what is Lake St. Lucia, right? Lake St. Lucia is part of the East. I'm not going to try to say the, the Zulu <laughs> word for it. It's part of like a giant wetlands that goes for like a series of parks that goes for like hundreds of miles. Jeez. Huge area. Yeah. Man. And, and it, it was awesome because like you're on this big, big boat and on this lake is bloody, there's everything. There's hippos, crocodiles, bull sharks as well in, in St. Lucia and Lake St. Lucia as well. Um, so you got like, <laughs> like this triple threat of stuff that can absolutely destroy you, uh, and and that was like the best sign I've ever seen in my life. It was like no swimming and hippos, crocodile, shark. You're like you you don't see that often. <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> uh, no, that's and like the boat we're on is a big barge. Like it, it's safe. The hippos are used to people. Like you and I spent a lot of time talking to Anton and just trying to, this is our first time hosting a trip. And we wanted to, it's hard because people have different interests. Some people are like, hell yeah, I want to catch a crocodile. And other people are like, whoa, I do not want to see a snake. And like, how do you make all those people happy? So we, we put it, put it together in a way with, with, you know, Anton's input to make it exciting for even the animal people. You know, if it's their first time in Africa, they're going to have a blast. But also, it's not going to scare the hell out of, like, just a normal person. Like, someone someone who doesn't have a death wish, you know? <laughs> that being said, it is, it, is, you, it is a bit of an adventure. You know, you are going to be around big animals. We're going to make it as safe as possible. But it is Africa, you know? <laughs> we can't make it safe. And yeah, sometimes, super comfortable. And other times, like we like to say, you're going to have to pee in the bushes. It yeah, just depends yeah. on the day. Exactly. I mean, it's you can go to a zoo and an animal can escape from one of the enclosures and attack you. It's like when you when you're around animals, you can never 100 percent say you're safe. I mean, but like the chances are you're safe. Like if you know what I mean. Just for liability purposes, we can't say nothing will go wrong because you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we. I mean, the hippos would have to really work as a team or a pod to tip over that bloody boat because it was a big ass yeah. boat <laughs> yeah, <there's no> <laughs> but it was cool man uh, like just the weaver birds and stuff like these these small birds that uh like thatch this beautiful nest and it's like uh they weave together all the uh sticks and reeds and and, and they're everywhere these like uh houses and the little hole and they're just all over the reeds all in the trees it was really cool i mean i'm not uh, huge birder but just seeing something like that was really cool but that place would be a, a birder's bloody dream like that, that area because there's just so many birds in that wetland but um yeah we were there for the crocs and hippos did we we didn't see any crocs in that lake at that we time did we heaps yeah. of hippos yeah no crocs crocs and no bull sharks unfortunately no <laughs> uh you know what's cool about that place at night um the first time i went there like 10 years ago we wanted to go look for a dwarf chameleon tiny little chameleon 
and I think it's called the St. Lucia dwarf chameleon. I think so. But anyway, it only lives in that that tiny little area, nowhere else. So, and so we went out looking for it, and we were walking around. And all of a sudden, there's hippos in the middle of the street, and like <laughs> hippos come out as you go to feed at night. But there's hippos in people's front yards. Like I don't think they have to mow their grass. Like the hippos eat the grass. That's awesome. <laughs> now manure it as well. <laughs> you know, you know, the, your parents when you're growing up saying be home before dusk, and like you're like, eh, well, the kids there probably get home before dusk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would think so. <laughs> Not stranger danger, hippo danger. Bloody. Yeah. Oh, what happened to Timmy? Oh, he's bitten in half by a hippo on his way home. Ah, oh, yeah. Yes, the usual. <laughs> so that that was a cool like um that that first day was a cool sort of introduction to like sort of ease us into into the trip because you know we got to get a, and like the people with us got to get a good taste of African wildlife. So the hippos, that's an iconic African species. Mm -hmm. So that is getting to see they, that. Close. Oh yeah, so man, close. super close. Because the hippos just didn't really care; they were just chilling out in their big pod, and then we were coming up super close, stopping, getting videos, photos, and yeah, they were used to people; they didn't remember, care. Remember the young male ones were like play fighting. The yeah, young yeah, fighting. yeah. They were like yeah. sparring, so you could see them doing like their, you know, cool behavior with their mouths open and that. But trying to get a photo of them with their mouths fully open, it's, oh, get your camera out; they're gone. <laughs> um and then so from there we went oh we had lunch and stuff there's some cool restaurants and stuff there in st lucia it's such a nice place i would go back to that place like for sure and i mean we we spent the day there but you could easily spend like a, a, a long time there because it, it's still close to a lot of um a lot of like the nature reserves and stuff like that but if you want to go, it's a sort of like if you want to do a chill out holiday like that, then you can go anywhere in the world. You know, we're in Africa, so we're going to, you know, we're going to do some cool African stuff. We're not going to be lounging by a pool. <laughs> right. Okay. So day two was the, uh, the next day was the full game drive. And so this is um, Shishlui uh, game reserve, and it's the second oldest what national park or reserve in the world after Yellowstone. Yeah. That's pretty mind blowing. Like I, I didn't, I didn't. Hectares. Yeah. That's, you remember how many square miles that is. It's something ridiculous. It's something insane. There's, there's probably countries in Europe that are smaller than that. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like it, because I, I didn't, I, I think that was mentioned the first time we went when we did the game driving Kings of Pain, but I, I completely forgot. But then hearing them mention it on that game drive, I was like, wow, that's pretty spun out. Like, that's pretty crazy. And, and it's a cool bloody, it, it's one where you can drive through yourself if you, if, if you want to, like, like Kruger. Um, but we did the actual game drive so we had guides and that which is which is great because they they know where to find certain animals which we'll get to with our last game drive because that was that was next level but it's a good chance to see 
well, pretty much, well, they've got all of the big five animals there, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, it's a big five game reserve. So you can see leopards, lions, Cape buffalo. There's black rhino there and elephants. And boy, did we see elephants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> Me neither. How many elephants do you think were, so this, we went to like a water hole and there's a huge group of elephants. But the next thing we, we pull up the vehicles and we stop or watching them. The next thing we know, like start looking around, there's elephants in every direction, like little groups and individuals for as far as you can see, like how many elephants do you think were around us? It was over a hundred at least. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, seen I've never even seen photos apart from like big migrations and that. I've never even seen photos of that many elephants together, like in a tourist area like that. That was just insane. And it was like, because that was at the end of the game drive. Like the game drive was cool, like steady paced, saw elephants, saw rhinos. Um, we, we saw a crocodile crossing the road because we'd split into two, two vehicles. Um, so mm -hmm. Rob was on one and I was on the other one. Um, and yeah, we saw it was a cool game drive. It was a good game drive. If it ended there, we would have been satisfied because we saw really cool yeah. animals. But then as we're leaving, yeah, there's a watering hole. Yeah, there's a big group of uh, elephants. Then it's just getting bigger and bigger to the point where both of our vehicles are just surrounded by elephants and they're all like bathing in the watering hole. There's little babies, there's big bulls, there's big like um, big mums. Like, it, it was insane. Like you're, we were completely surrounded by like 100 elephants and you don't feel so damn small until you're surrounded by a hundred massive bush African bush elephants. <laughs> yeah. And we had the probably the biggest bull I've ever seen in my life push our not not hit our vehicle, but push our vehicle backwards by you know walking towards us for like two or three hundred yards. Yeah man. On and, on. Oh. and I'm like getting scared because now you can see people coming further down the road behind us at some point we're gonna be trapped. You know yeah. but yeah. What they did is they pulled a couple more vehicles next to us, so we looked really big. And the elephant could have destroyed all of us, but it no, sort I... of intimidated the elephant a little bit. And and uh, he's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to deal with three vehicles and just went off to the side of the road. But man, I'm telling you, you feel alive. <laughs> yeah, because <yeah>, <laughs> really our, our vehicle was in front of you, and there was a tiny little, tiny little car in front of us as this big uh bull elephant in mass because he was in mass he was walking down he was like stinking you could smell him a mile away and um <laughs> this little car's doing like a 10 point turn to try to get out and i'm filming i'm like this car's gonna end up on the on the on the other side of the park if it doesn't get out of the way like these elephants like if he was pretty he was okay like he wasn't super pissed off but if that car didn't get out of his way that's when there'll be problems. Like he, he wasn't in that sort of uh, mood where he would have gone out of his way to attack a vehicle or like hit a vehicle. But if it didn't move out of his way, it would soon enough be out of his way. <laughs> so, so he comes up next to us and he starts like chucking mud on himself and underneath him and then continues walking. And cause you guys are around the corner. We're like, Oh, this will be interesting because you guys have got pulling up right on him. Like, <laughs> so we drove off. We're like, oh, I can't wait to hear what happened. <laughs> guys, we're on the roof. Uh, our car's been tipped over. 
<laughs> but it, 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 <laughs> it, but there's experiences like that which are just just stuff that you see on YouTube or on like National Geographic documentaries, and it's just so cool seeing it in person and like smelling the animals because they're that damn close. Yeah, so cool. And it's not just the epic stuff like that that happens, but you know, you're with a few friends for hours at a time, you know, you're just sitting there, maybe you brought some coffee and snacks, but your cell phones don't work. So you're just sitting there eating snacks and talking to each other. And it, it just kind of reminded me of being younger before cell phones. Yes. And we actually just got to have an experience with each other. And, uh, and it was little stuff like we went by like a, an Inyala, I think it was a carcass. So like a, a big antelope carcass. And it was awful, like covered in maggots. Just disgusting. I'm not kidding. Tens of thousands of maggots. And so our driver like speeds past it. And right past the carcass, there's this little creek and a massive like four five foot Nile monitor, maybe bigger actually. Like it was it was huge. And uh, <laughs> huge, the biggest Nile monitor I've ever seen. And uh, we're like, stop, go back. And he's like, wait, why? And we made him back up right next to the carcass so we could look at this big lizard. And uh, I could tell he was like, damn it. He's like, I hate these people. <laughs> We gave a bigger tip because of that. <laughs> Our driver wouldn't even stop at the carcass. It was because I saw them. It's like you didn't hear you, did you? Yeah. I was like, no, I'm on it. No, I'm on it. Stop, stop, stop. And he's just like, what? Just keep, I'm like, stop. He's like, can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. It was like uh, that. And remember the, uh, the warthogs at the gift shop? Yes. Yes. Because they were there the first time we went. And they remember one chased, chased me or chased us. Yeah. Because yeah, you got a little yeah. bit too close and was like, nah. So we're like, okay. Because they're always at that gift shop just hanging about. But yeah, just seeing warthogs is cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Hoglets. Hoglets. <laughs> <laughs> and they just look so cute. And then, man, they they just, when you like, there's like a little space and you don't know where that space is. But as soon as you cross it, they're like right at you. Yeah. And you, you and don't want to get hit. Like, no. They're like little tanks. You don't know if it's a mock charge or a real one, but you don't want to find out. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. you don't want to risk it. One of them bloody pus goes, it's like right where your like femoral artery is as well, like right at that height. So just, yeah, you're done. <laughs> okay, so yeah. the next day I was, was the... My wife out of the gift shop, though, before we went Oh, broke. yeah. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> eh? they, were, they were bloody... People were fiending over them gift shops. Oh, Everybody gosh, loved yeah. them. There's some cool stuff there. So as well as seeing cool animals, you can do some cool shopping. Like handmade stuff. Like really yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, really cool stuff. Um, and then, so the next day was the, the elephant interaction. So <sighs> coming from seeing elephants doing their thing naturally, we got very close to them. But this elephant interaction, we got so close we were literally putting our heads inside this elephant's mouth <laughs> it was like you put your head in like because you so you this he's he's there's two elephants that there's a male and a female the male's rambo i can't remember the female's name um but pretty much rambo at least i can't remember the story behind the female but rambo's family was culled um and he was orphaned so they rescued him and he lives, both of them live in this like gigantic reserve. So they are completely wild, like living wild. But then they 
come up and they're so habituated to people where they can come up and you can touch them, you can feed them. Um, but they've got the coolest life ever. You know, they come and get fed and then they can walk off and they've got like this gigantic bit of land that they can just roam and hang out on. But you can get so close to them where you're feeding them and he opens his mouth and you put your head so far into his mouth you can hear an echo. <laughs> I mean, there's not many places on earth you can do that to a full-grown bull elephant. Oh, you can reach up and you, know, you put food in its mouth, you rub its tongue. Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, this is a massive bull elephant too. It's, it's not a little elephant. No, no, he's, he's enormous, like bloody enormous. And he's got like <laughs> very uh, unique tusks where they cross over like this. And I mean, tusks are just elephants uh, in size of teeth. So like people, your teeth can be wonky and crooked. Everyone's teeth are different. So his are very wonky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such, it's such a cool story. Like, like, like you said, they're free. They come up there to get food, but they leave whenever they want. Like you could go there and they just don't show up. I don't know if that ever happens, but like they're there of their own free will. They live with these rangers that I think at least one of the rangers that they know that they've spent the last 20 years with it's always there with them, always. That's awesome. And the rangers don't even have to carry firearms. And there's lions on that property. That's and they don't, the elephants protect them. That's so it's cool. A, and so I mean, cool. I mean just... Remember what happened uh, towards the end? <laughs> I was just going to say that. They are free to do whatever they want because they do. They <laughs> do. Uh, yeah, because it was... When, when you're interacting with elephants, a little wood fence, like... It wouldn't stop an elephant for even a fraction of a second. But on the outside of that, it's it's one strand of electric fence that's maybe a foot off the ground. And it's basically so the elephants go, oh, I, I'm not supposed to go there. So they know not to go there, but they could go through that in half a second. The elephant came around and signaled that it wanted to go through the fence. So they opened the fence for it. And uh, they were saying it was having some stomach issues and just feel, not feeling great. And so it came in behind us, between us and like our vehicles, and grabbed the closest tree branch and just ripped it off the tree. Like you hear this crack. We're like, what the hell? And it just drags off this tree branch. It reminded me of like a dog with like a bone. Just, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, I got it. <laughs> and when we say branch, we're talking like this thick. <laughs> like, like it was, and it's just broken off like it was a tooth. It's just like, I'm having this. Just dragged it off. We're like, okay. <laughs> it was really cool. So um so yeah so the elephant interaction was a good opportunity for people to get hands on so th that's what we wanted our trips to be like was you know we see do cool game drives see wild animals but also have the opportunity to get hands on with animals as well um because that oh, we did the cheetah sanctuary that day as well remember we grouped it into that day as well so we went to a cheetah rescue You're place right? yeah yeah, we were going to do it on the last day, but we uh, put it in that day. So we went from interacting with elephants to interacting with cheetahs. But that was after lunch and we got to mess around with some crocodiles. <laughs> was it that? Oh, I think yeah, it was that, yeah, it was that day, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the croc thing is going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So we, we went... Right over by Anton's place is a place called Zulu Croc, which is a real famous crocodile snake park. 
you can see it in like shows like Austin Stevens Adventures and stuff from back when what, was it the nineties or early two thousands? That's what it was. Yeah, it's been in a lot of stuff. Um, but it's a great place to eat, and we had you know some good food and some like nice coffees and and then Anton's like we, we got a little surprise for everyone. This wasn't planned, but we're gonna go in the back and mess with some Nile crocodiles. And for anyone who's ever handled like a wild alligator, you realize they're way stronger than they look. But a Nile crocodile just blows an American alligator out of the water. Like it's it's like an American alligator, which is already a freak of nature and giving it steroids and, and, and piece of meat. You know? <laughs> and, and how big were these crocs maybe? Like a uh, foot and a half, two and a half foot? Um, yeah. Foot. Yeah. Uh, probably with the tail, they were probably getting close to, yeah, two and a half foot, I'd say, yeah, two foot. Yeah. yeah. Not big enough to rip your arm off. Probably not enough to rip your finger off, but enough to They'll probably skin it. Probably skin <laughs> off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Very no, easily. Don't do glove your finger at least. <laughs> you nearly got deep. You you nearly got tagged on the thumb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, uh, these crocs, when you go, they're not like an alligator that kind of swoops back and forth. These things, when they when you get your hands close to catch them, they they go for you. Like now, crocs don't mess around. Uh, but I managed to grab mine, and when I was going to go put it back, uh, I gave it a good toss into the water. But midair, as I tossed it, this thing turned around and bumped my thumb. Then we did a did a one eighty in a fraction of a second. Yeah, man. Like, cause so you, Eric, so, and cause Eric, Eric is a, is the guy that um, supplied the animals for us in Kings of Pain. And he's a good friend of ours. Um, he was on the trip with us. So Rob, Eric and me both grabbed a crocodile each. And, um, you know, people come, people that were on, a, on our group were coming in and getting a chance to, you know, touch them and interact with them, which was really cool. But when it came to releasing it, as Rob said, like, I'm, I'm still holding mine. And I see Rob, you know, sort of uh, spear it into the water. And I couldn't believe it. Mid-air, this thing flipped around and, and bumped his thumb. I, I could not believe it was that quick. And so I'm, I'm still holding mine. I'm like, oh, jeez, I've got to release mine now. Like, oh, no. <laughs> But yeah, I, after seeing what what uh, Rob's crocodile did, I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be even quicker with this because that was like a, for a fraction of a second, it had spun around mid air and, and hit his thumb. Like that's how quick these things are. So insane. Yeah. When Eric went to his crocodile, one that was in the water, launched out at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like this is where this this enclosure has a dozen to two dozen crocodiles in it, and there's twelve of us like crowded into a small room. It's the size of a small room, and I think the owner thought that one person was going to go in, grab a crocodile, and then let everyone take a picture next to it. Not all of us fill up this entire. Cage. I think that I think that was the plan, but everyone just sort of went in <laughs> the enclosure yeah. like, oh, what's happening here uh, but anyway everyone left with uh, all their digits so uh, it, it, it was all right <laughs> um, <laughs> so we went from there to the uh, cheetah rescue place 
and they've they've got other cats there as well like they've got african wild cats they've got uh servals they've got caracals um and you get to go into the enclosure with them and um sort of see them from a fairly close distance um and with the cheetahs when you went there in the past you could actually get hands on with them uh but this time i don't know what happened if there was an incident or what um but <laughs> now you can um you still get very close to them and like sit within you know a couple feet of them and get really cool photos and just see them up close I couldn't get as close as I got last time because the thing was eyeing me off something wicked. It was like, like staring at me. And the guy's like, what do you have in your pocket? Like this cheetah is very interested in you. I was like, I got nothing in here. I was, I was probably, I probably stunk with biltong. That's why. <laughs> yep. You probably had biltong in there before, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really cool uh, opportunity to see cheetahs up close and they're, they're seeing them i mean cheetahs are big they're very tall at the shoulder they're very lanky but it's kind of mind-blowing how big they are they actually are because they're not a part of the big cat genus they're not part of the pantera genus but they're still probably taller at the shoulder than a leopard that's for sure maybe not weight wise but like height wise they 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 are big cats i mean they can't roar which is one of the prerequisites to be a big cat but um they are still fucking huge cats. <laughs> are they the biggest cat to purr? Is that true? I, can't I, th- I think, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. something yeah, like that. I was the same. I was surprised because they're, they're not a, a like a big, strong cat, but they were just bigger than I pictured seeing them. In, in yeah, the they're just so tall. Like, they're just like just very tall, lanky cats and they're long as well like yeah they're not big bulky muscular things like a like a tiger or a lion but they are just very like a great dane kind of kind of thing like you know very very long-legged um but yeah that that's so that whole day was just getting up and close with really iconic african animals so that's that's what we tried to do in this trip was a mixture of both you know and didn't the servals come up to you last time we went there? Like, yeah. which is a really cool. Yeah. We didn't even go yeah. into the serval enclosure that time, but last time we went in there and it was, I got a wicked video of it rubbing up against me and all that. Like, it was really cool. I don't know, it might have been in a bad mood that time when we went, but the first time we went, yeah. It was, yeah, we, it was coming up and rubbing on me and everything. It was awesome. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, that's uh, a, and- hang, hang on. Yeah, so so that was like, I mean, people got to get hands-on. Well, not hands-on with the cheetahs, but very, very close to cheetahs. They got to touch crocodiles and they got to touch massive elephants. So that was like a real hands-on sort of interactive day, uh, which, which is what we wanted. We wanted a mixture of two, you know, seeing them in the wild, but still being able to, you know, people like to touch things. So you've got to satisfy that need. Yeah. <sighs> What do we do the next day? I don't know. Sodwana was the beach day. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So we went. Um, I don't think we're going there again. No, when, we're not going there next time. Um, we got some other like, stuff. It was okay, but we just feel like you can do a beach day anywhere. 
yeah yeah exactly uh, epic we'd be going again but it was just it was just okay we just figured we could do something better with that day. yeah yeah i mean that that's what was cool about doing this trip we could go okay that was a good day even though i got the worst sunburn of my life it <laughs> <laughs> was a good day but i think we can do better next time so we've we've, yeah. we've replaced that with something something cooler but pretty much that was just chilling out by the beach whoever wanted to go out in the boat to snorkel could um it's just like the reef was so deep that's the thing the, it was like 50 feet deep so nobody could really free dive down there and we didn't have any fins or anything but um it was nice you know getting out in the boat having a swim but it, it, it was cool but yeah we, we can better that with with our next trip and what we what we did we went to cozy bay the next day oh no yes. actually yeah no Yes, we did. We and but when we did another game drive at the um, Tembe Elephant Reserve, 